The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. everybody welcome back to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am talon jenkins joined with our host uh, ryan gilbert and joel meyer how are we doing this week boys uh doing all right here got a little bit a little bit washed on the senators game earlier tonight but made it back up with the oilers big puck line win regulation win so all in all look doing pretty good and looking forward to a nice uh, week of winning hockey here yeah pretty much the same uh it's been a pretty bad week if i'm honest uh <laughs> hit a couple locks but on the whole i just uh a lot of losing days and i'm <laughs> looking forward to rewriting the script for the, the coming week you know regression comes for us all in good ways and bad yeah true true we'll get a fresh start going i think we can all say fuck matt murray after that game we saw tonight oh yeah, my god Dude, he's been terrible like this entire year. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I know earlier, like two podcasts ago, we were saying, oh, you know, we can't be past his prime if he's only 26 years old or whatever he is. But like, holy shit, it's terrible. Yeah, I live bet. I already bet on the center's pregame. I live bet them at plus 1100 after the second period because they had a five on five expected goals advantage. And then just a minute into the third, that was just dead. So that was fun. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. And Mike Mark Andre Fleury, all of a sudden he's a good goalie again, right? Like two straight games where he's just putting up great numbers and saving all the shots. Yeah, Blackhawks first win. They got got the monkey off their back. You know, it's good for them, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, good to see Patrick Kane with a big hat trick too. That was pretty nasty. All right, we're moving on, guys. Uh, you can find us everywhere at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Check out the website. Uh, check out the Slack group as well. Always some awesome stuff going down in the Slack. I know uh, this week I got absolutely rinsed in college football. Fuck Clemson. But at least there's still some people there that have my back and we're feeling the pain. So lots of cool stuff to check out in that group. You know, that that game got me the over. That last pitchy uh, <laughs> oh, woo-woo. That's such a <laughs> greasy cover. It's not even funny. Yeah. I gave up on it like eight minutes earlier <laughs> <laughs> all right well we are available at uh apple spotify you can search uh, hockey gambling podcast uh, if you do guys you know subscribe like follow rate review tell us what you think tell us you know what you want us to improve on if you got any other ideas you want us to cover by all means we're uh we're open ears so just leave a nice review rate us follow us and you can find us pretty much everywhere you can find your podcasts yeah, I was telling the guys before the show too that th- this podcast, even recording it for me, and I'm sure for the other guys, is, is valuable for 
for looking at research, finding out like, you know, things you may have overlooked. So I can only imagine that's even more important to the listener to get all three of our perspectives and subscribe. So make sure you get those those podcasts. We upload them early, early morning, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. sometimes. So you get to get the early lines, lock those in, especially with with them changing so quickly. So subscribe, get on there and hopefully we can all win some money together. Beautifully said, beautifully said. Well, speaking of, let's jump right into uh, how do we do with our mortal locks last week? I forget. I, th- I think I won. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I can go with mine. I know I lost my my uh, first one for the Thursday nighter. I believe I had Minnesota money line against Seattle. I don't know how the hell they lost that game, guys. Like I was all in on the Wild in that, and then they just totally shit the bed for me. So tough look. Good to see the Kraken getting some dubs, I guess, but. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to keep an eye out for Minnesota. All right. On Thursday, I had I had my uh, my Hurricanes who 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 are still undefeated after beating the Bruins on Thursday. So that was good. And I think I forget what I had Friday though. But I, th- I think I had a on Friday. I went seven and three overall. So I feel like my lock probably hit. It's a good day. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I think I lost both locks Thursday, Friday. I think I had the over in the Canucks game on Thursday. And they can't score anymore, apparently, at home. Uh, so that sucked. And then Friday, the, the the damn Senators again, they they screwed that one. <laughs> I think they were up 3-0 against the Stars and maybe 4-0. So that was dead and buried. I had the Stars in regulation. The, the line moved in my favor, but didn't go my way. But that's how she goes. Yeah, pretty much. I think I got pretty lucky on Friday. I had a... The under, I think it was 5.5 in the Columbus-New York Ranger game. And Shesterkin put up like a 32-game shutout or something like that for a 4 nothing win. So a little bit of luck from the Russian netminder between the pipes there. All right. Well, let's jump right into our NHL news and discussion topics here, boys. There's a, it's been a lot that's kind of gone down since we talked, uh, probably about last week or so. We'll start right into some big contract signings, one that just kind of popped up today. Uh, New York Rangers defenseman and reigning James Norris winner, uh, Adam Fox, inks a seven-year, $66.5 million contract with a $9.5 million AAV. Pretty good price for a guy of that caliber, and he's still young too, right? So to have him locked up for the next seven years in New York, throw that with all the other young talent like Lafreniere, Capo Caco, Ryan Strom, you know, Panarin in the mix as well, the young goalie tandem, they're they're doing some good stuff there in New York. I like it. Yeah, I mean, locking up Adam Fox, already won a Norris Trophy, 24 years old. I mean, this is just, he's the cream of the crop of the, of the next kind of stage of the defenseman coming in the NHL. If you look at the contract comparables on, on Cap Friendly, you have McAvoy, McCarr, Wierenski, Heiskanen, Quinn Hughes, Thomas Chabot. Like, these are the guys that are going to be the defensemen that are at the top of the league for the next five, six, or seven years in Fox's case. Yeah, Chris Drury, you know, general manager for the Rangers, he wins wherever he goes. And clearly that extends also to the management realm. Uh, this is a great deal. One of the best defenders in the league already, even at the young age of 24. Uh, I don't think that this contract will look any worse. Even in fact, it'll look much better five or six years from now because the cap will likely go up by then. And he will not re- regress at that point. So... Yeah, this this is a he's a pivotal player for the team. He's going to lock it down, and yeah, they're going to build around him. So this is a, a great win for the Rangers. You know, it's so tough because like if I swear if that team was in any other division than the Metro, they would be having so much more success than they are. Eh? Yeah, and they're yeah. being completely overlooked. 
just be, just based off the teams that have been so good for so many years. And they had kind of a, a quick rebuild, real quick turnaround. They have a good start to the season. So definitely watch out for the Rangers moving forward. Uh, very true. Well, we had a, we had another big defenseman signing boys out of the NHL this year. And I'll tell you right now, this one hits pretty damn good to home here. Toronto Maple Leafs were able to ink Morgan Riley to an eight-year, $60 million contract with a $7.5 million AAV. That's team-friendly. We fucking love Mo here in the city, and we get him for another eight years. Truth be told, if he stays healthy, guys, by the time this contract's over, he'll probably take him to about 35. He started playing in the league when he was 18. He's got potential to break some games played records here for Leafs franchise. It's been around for well over 100 years. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, regular season records at the very least. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. It's late. It took me a second, but I got it. I mean, they have so much money tied up in their big three. So, so to get a defenseman on a team-friendly contract like that, it's only going to help them moving forward. But those big three contracts are for Matthews, Tavares, and Marner are going to kind of block things up. So hopefully this Riley contract can help them out. I like how you totally exclude Nylander from the, the equation. In Canada, it's always the big four. But here we got the big well, three. I, I was, I'm on cap friendly. I'm looking at the big three, the 10 million, 10.9 million, 11 million, and 11.6 million cap hits. So. Fair enough. You're not digesting the Canadian media nonstop every yeah. freaking day. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even you guys got to help me out. Well, Willie at 6.9, that's not a bad deal for the production that the guy puts up. Like, uh, obviously, it sucked with the holdout. That's where they got the bad narrative, right? Where he did miss, like, what was it, like 15 games or something? But 6.9 from William Nylander isn't a problem. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, at, at first, I didn't like the contract, but he's he's actually, uh, he's he's been better since he signed the contract as opposed to, you know, maybe Marner. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's for Riley. That's that's a that's a very good deal, especially for the near term. You know, maybe maybe towards the end of it won't look so good. You know, he'll be pretty. Uh, he'll be definitely out of his prime by then. But you know, if if they're going for the cup now, that's definitely a steal because they'll be able to make a little bit more room for a couple other players and uh, for the third or fourth lines. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good deal for the Leafs. No, for sure. Right? And one thing that's kind of gone unnoticed a little bit is everybody in Toronto has been so excited about it. And just the fan reaction, the media reaction, it's been so positive. Maybe going forward, it'll encourage other players to kind of take a little bit off the top, knowing uh, knowing that the they will get all the positive vibes and stuff out of the fan base, too. So the fact that Mo kind of paved the way for that, we'll have to see what happens in the future going forward. But pretty big news for us in Toronto. Good Vancouver boy taking less, huh? <laughs> Team friendly, <laughs> baby. Team friendly. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> all right, now moving down uh, down the list here. It's not all uh, it's not all roses in the NHL, and Habs fans will be the first one to tell you that this year. News came out today: Cole Caulfield sent down to the Lavelle Rockets of the AHL. What do you guys make of that? It's kind of shocking because he was the Calder favorite. He kind of showed up big time last year after his college season, but the Habs are not doing well out of the gate. And I don't, I haven't watched too many games, but I can't imagine Caulfield's doing too much. So maybe he'll go down, find his game and kind of come up and when the Habs and kind of find their game as well and kind of come together maybe later this month or in December. Yeah. This just tells me that they're trying to shake things up. He hasn't performed as well as he did last year. So they're hoping he 
gets down there, plays against some lesser players, gets his confidence back, and they'll bring him back in time for uh, them to hopefully shoot up the standings. Yeah, true. From a from a betting point of view, though, you're right. It does kind of ruin any Calder Cup free t- or Calder Award uh, tickets you might have had out there. Keeping it going here in Montreal, we have centerman Cedric Baquette uh, suspended two games for boarding on Anaheim's Trevor Zegers the other night. It was a pretty rough-looking hit, boys. I don't know if you guys got to see it or not. Uh, I didn't, have not seen it yet, no. Let me look this up here. Just a hard play going into the corner, right? Like, I'm I'm normally one to advocate. Like, you're as a player getting hit, you're responsible for your own positioning out there, right? But truth be told, there wasn't really too much Zegers could have done on this. Paquette. I don't believe he's a repeat offender or anything like that. So two games, uh, pretty reasonable, but it definitely hits the Habs. All right, moving down here, uh, changing things up. In Vegas, they kind of got some bad news here. It looks like Sunderman William Carlson's expected to miss six weeks with a broken foot after blocking a shot against Anaheim on Friday. Tough look for a uh, tough look for the Golden Knights. We already know that they're pretty slim on center depth as it is to lose a guy like William Carlson as well. Definitely doesn't hurt the cause. Keep an eye out for uh, for Vegas unders on the betting scheme if you're going forward. Yeah, Vegas is just getting hit again and again with these injuries. First, Stone and Patrick out, Tuck out, Nolan Patrick. They were trying to have him be at least the middle six center. He's out. Now Carlson out six weeks. I mean, they're really they're really taking a beating. And this this is a time to get in on some on some Golden Knights futures. I, I see them to win the division they're plus 320 and they were minus 160 to start the season so if you still believe in the golden knights which which i do i don't think the oilers are really built to win that division maybe they'll build up a lead with these guys out for the golden knights but i feel like plus 320 right now get that in hopefully that'll definitely come down later in the season yeah. who does he think he is alec martinez <laughs> he led the he led the league <laughs> of block shots last uh, season um yeah, William Carlson, that's their number one center right now. I mean, all due respect to Chandler Stevenson, but he's not the number one center. Um, so right now they're looking at uh, Nicholas Nicholas Roy, or Waugh, who's French, Mike Amadio, and Jake Lachizan, along with Chandler Stevenson for their center depth. That is not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, uh, the Knights are the number one team in or you could say the bottom 32nd team and expected goals against and a lot of that stems from a bad center position so I, I can only imagine that'll get worse in terms of allowing goals um yeah this is why they're they're uh chasing eichel yeah very true there's been a lot of rumors that uh Vegas is the suspected landing spot for Jack Eichel coming up here so that'll be kind of interesting to see how it all plays out they sure as shit could use him down the center though I mean, yeah, anyone can use a guy like Eichel. As Joel said, their center depth is bad. But just looking at their bottom six lines, I mean, Evgeny Dadanoff was, was decent before. But besides that, Amadio just picked off off, off waivers. Cole Sar is probably a fourth-line player. Brett Howden and two guys whose names I can't really pronounce on the fourth line. So <laughs> the Golden Knights are going to have to be, hopefully have Robin Lanner and, and their defense carry them, which that's definitely what they're going to need to do moving forward. Now, did they pick up – who's their backup? Is it Lauren Brassois? Yeah. Yeah. He was okay in Winnipeg. Like I've you know, every time I've seen him play, he's been fine, but it's kinda hard to replace the tandem of Leonard and Flurry, I guess, eh? Well, it's been their goal team that's keep them in it. Like the the numbers saying that they should be allowing more goals than they are, but because the goaltending's been good, uh they've limited the amount of goals against. But uh that's not sustainable. 
Oh, very true. And this is the team that is still yet to score a power play goal as well. So that definitely hurts the cause. Still, huh? What's what's yes. even their power play unit now? They got they'll probably have Petrangelo on it. They'll have Riley Smith and and Marcia So, but that's like all they got. That's a good question, actually. Let's see what the fine folks at Daily Faceoff have to say. It's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Stevenson, Marcia So, Riley Smith. Martinez and Theodore on the first unit. Colasar <laughs> on the second unit. <laughs> Nicholas Roy, Dadnov, Coughlin, Coughlin, and Alex Petrangelo on the second. So the second is a total wash. They're going to play. play the first PP the whole time. Well, the first isn't that bad. Like, I know, and that's another guy too. Like, Shea Theodore hasn't had that great of a year compared to what he's used to, right? So. Yeah, I like Theodore. I always used to pick him in my uh, daily fantasy contest last season, two years ago. He was always a good pick. But yeah, n- now Vegas is going to go out, score three power play goals next game, make us look like idiots. <laughs> Are they just sticking Colasar in front of the goalie the whole time? I don't know why he's on the power play. I, I would right. assume so. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. They'll end up popping three power play goals against the Leafs tomorrow night, and I'll be fucking just rattled. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, any other thing? You guys see anything else this weekend in any of the games or what? Nothing specific. Now, just a complete dud from the Flyers in the third third game in four days. But hopefully they'll get back at it. Huge fucking winning as the Wild for the Avalanche. Love that. Camper finally showed up. Got some good saves from him. I did watch that game. He looked pretty strong. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah, Flames just totally shut down the Flyers. That was... Uh, Pretty boring ass game, if you ask me. But that's how they play, you know. Daryl Sutter, that's how he wins games. That's how he won the cup. And let's see what else. Yeah, Leafs Wings is a good game. What do you got to say about that one? I was so bummed out. I had Leafs puck line minus one point five. They're up four to two, I think it was, with like twenty seconds left, and then Detroit popped one late. So that just shut that one right down the toilet. Uh, I parlayed the Leafs with the Blues, and they both squeaked them out. <laughs> My Panthers yeah. finally got their first loss, but it wasn't a shootout, so they're still good in regulation. The, the Bruins got them, but they're still undefeated in actual hockey. They're a sneaky, strong team this year, guys. Panthers are good. I know we talked about it last week, and Joel brought up a good point that Bobrovsky's kind of doing some damage for that team, and rightfully so for the $10 million they're paying him, but I like Florida this year. Yeah, they're pretty trendy, though. I don't know. You know, they lost Quenville now, so... We'll see how that affects them going forward. I, I, they'll be fine with the regular season, but I think that what Quendell brings is the experience for the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see how they uh, deal with that when uh, they get to the postseason, which we expect is an inevitability. Yeah, that's a good point, right? That is a guy with experience, so they, uh, they could have used all the help they could have got. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. 
All right, gentlemen. Well, what do you say? Are you guys ready to jump right into the Tuesday game slate here or what? Let's make some money. All right, we'll get her going. Uh, kicking things off, first game on the 7 p.m. docket, we have the Detroit Red Wings against the Montreal Canadiens. The game is in Montreal, a division game, too, worth pointing out. Uh, we have Detroit money line, pace off plus 125, Montreal money line minus 145. The over under is set at 5.5, over pays plus 100, the under minus 120. To me, this was such a pick 'em game. Like I, I can't trust pick in Montreal. Even the over unders kind of scare me because obviously Detroit can score, but I don't think Montreal can score a goddamn goal to save their lives right now. It doesn't pay off that great, but I'm leaning a bit more towards uh, Detroit money line at minus one forty five here, or sorry, plus one twenty five. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm just going to continue to fade the Canadians until they really prove me otherwise. They already beat the Red Wings 6-1 on the 23rd of October, but that was Grice in net. Uh, Nadelkovic should be in net on Tuesday. Grice has been better overall, but it'll just be a, a different look against the Canadians. Um, yeah, I think the Red Wings, this should be this is a toss-up game. I think plus 125 is, is a good price to get in, get some action, and hopefully the Red Wings, after pushing the Maple Leafs, can get a win in Montreal. Yeah, I like Detroit as well here. Uh, I'm not sure why they're such big underdogs considering what each team has done so far. Surely it's only eight or nine games into the season, but still we've seen enough from these teams to know that Montreal is not the team they were last year, especially in the playoffs, and Detroit is not the team that were tanking last year, at least early on with the young guns all coming up firing. Um, you know, the uh, the Red Wings, they're fifth, <laughs> fifth in uh, expected goals for. So <laughs> Their their numbers aren't aren't uh, illusory. They're not they're not fake. They're putting pucks in the net, and it's all uh, merited by the numbers. So, yeah, I, I like Detroit here. Montreal can't score, and Detroit can. So why not take uh, plus one twenty five dog? Yeah, it's a good point. We talked about it a lot, but Detroit's going to be a team to uh, to keep an eye on in the next coming years. Obviously, this year they might be a little bit more towards the bottom of their division, but uh. Give it three or four years here. They should. Uh, they should be something to be reckoned with. Yeah, Pretty heavy on uh, on uh, Detroit's under seventy nine and a half points. So hopefully <laughs> they slow down. <laughs> sweaty already. Yeah, we mentioned the uh, Caulfield Calder odds uh, not looking very good, but Lucas Raymond for the Red Wings. He's looking really good early on. He could be one of the guys to watch if you're looking for someone to kind of hedge your Calder bet. He might yeah. be the favorite already, based on what he's done already. I haven't, right, he's a, I haven't checked the odds, but he's an absolute stud either way. So that kid's going to be something special. All right, boys, we'll move on down here. Another 7 p.m. game. We have the Arizona Coyotes against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the game itself is in Philadelphia. Arizona money line pays off plus 180. Philly money line minus 225. Uh, the over under set at 5.5. Uh, the over pays minus 115. The under minus 105. Ryan, what are you thinking here, bud? I, I have no idea. This should be a game the Flyers come out and just blast the Coyotes away. They had a dud last game. They should be able to bounce back with a big win. But the Coyotes, they haven't been really winning the shot advantage or anything. But they've been playing tough games recently. They lost 2-1 to, to uh, Carolina. They lost 2 nothing to Washington, which was also an empty net goal. But I have to go with the Flyers. They bounce back after a loss to the Panthers to to take down the Oilers for the Edmonton's first loss. Two years ago, the Flyers were really good at bouncing back from losses. Last season, they didn't have kind of the normal practicing and scheduling and pacing and whatnot. So I think the Flyers, this is 
I mean, they're huge favorites, but this is a huge game for them to show them to prove that they're kind of not what they were last year. So I think Flyers here, not on the money line. Give me the puck line. I think puck line's plus 115 around there. So you'll be able to get plus odds on a big favorite. Yeah, you could get cute here and think that the Coyotes finally get a win in a game they're expected to lose. But uh, when you actually look at the teams, you just don't see that happening. So, yeah, the minus one and a half at plus 110 or better. Looks pretty good against the Coyotes who are just... Pure trash. Worst team in the league right now. <laughs> um, as long as Carter Hart just uh, shows up and the Coyotes put whoever in that. Uh, <laughs> you can only expect a 4-2, 5-2 victory for the Flyers. And Carter Hart has looked good. He was one of the reasons that the, that Calgary game was a 2 nothing game until an empty netter than a late one. So Carter Hart looks like he may be back, and that's something to watch for Flyers games moving forward. That's some good insight. That kind of leans a bit more to what I was going to go with here. I'm kind of leaning a bit towards the under at 5.5. I don't trust Arizona to score a goal at all this year, let alone in this game against a strong Carter Hart. And it'd be kind of hard-pressed to see the Flyers putting up six in any game. It's hard-pressed for any team to put up six in any game. So at 5.5, I don't hate the under. It is a bit of a gamble, but at minus uh, 105, I don't mind that. The Flyers have put up six goals in both of their home wins against Seattle and Boston so far. So... But I, th- I think the under is probably a solid bet. The Flyers have been playing under their past three of their past four games. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, the Flyers can clearly score, but I don't think the Coyotes can. So the, I think the safer play would be Coyotes team total under maybe two and a half at not too much juice or, or one and a half at plus money. That's a good idea, too. I like that. All right, boys, we're moving her down here. Uh, another 7 p.m. slot. We have the Vegas Golden Knights against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Vegas money line play is paying off plus 155. Toronto money line minus 185. Uh, the over-under is set at 5.5. The over pays minus 120. And the under plays plus 100. Uh, the game itself is in Toronto. Kind of a similar scenario here, guys. Like, I don't, Especially everything we talked about Vegas with Wissing Carlson, they are pretty hurting. I don't see a lot of goals in this game. Jack Campbell is supposed to get the nod here in Toronto. He's looked pretty great for us this year. His numbers don't necessarily identify that, but he's a good goalie. I like the under here at a 5.5 playing off plus 100. That's interesting. Cause I, was, I was looking at this game. I really didn't know who to take. I mean, Toronto is... I think too big for a favorite to take against a, a Vegas team that has been hurting, but they won three straight, including two as, as road underdogs. So the under might be a good look. Another thing to look for is uh, for props, look for either Robin Leonard saves and or Maple Leaf shots, any player props over. Uh, the Maple Leafs are averaging 34.8 shots a game. The Golden Knights are giving up 34.3 shots a game. Usually a goalie save total is in the mid to high 20s. So I feel like Robin Leonard over saves or get one of the Toronto top six players over shots on goals for the player props. Yeah, the the Golden Knights, like I said before, were, uh, their goals against percentages are not good. The Corsi and Fenwick numbers um yeah analytical stuff if you allow me to nerd out um (laughs) (laughs) and the leafs they're in the opposite camp they're they're getting all these numbers but they're not quite scoring as much as they should be so this could be set up for the perfect storm for the leafs to just break out score four five six goals even uh I, i couldn't touch the under because of that if anything i would take the the leafs in regulation 
or minus 1.5 at plus 150 or so. Yeah, that would be my lean for the Leafs in regulation or on the puck line. Keep in mind, the Leafs coming off a, a big uh, overtime win against, at the time, the winless Chicago Blackhawks. So we're winning the cup this year, don't you know? <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> Toronto team total over three and a half. That's the best bet. All right, keeping it going here. We have the Dallas Stars against the Winnipeg Jets at the 8 p.m. time slot. Uh, the game itself is in Winnipeg. Uh, Dallas money line pays off plus 110. Winnipeg money line minus 130. Uh, the over-under set at 5.5. Uh, the over pays 10, plus 105. The under pays minus 125. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking here, bud? Uh, well, the Stars, every time I bet at them, they lose. Mm. The Jets, same thing. So I don't know <laughs> where to go with this one. But uh, I, I would like the under here. Uh, both teams are going to be defensive. Stars are always defensive. And the Jets, they can either play two one games or seven six games but uh against the stars i think they'll tone it down the stars aren't gonna let them dominate the play offensively yeah we, we got good goaltenders on either side so i like the under five and a half here the under is is a good bet i mean the stars haven't had a, any of their eight games go over five goals yet um this is another one of those games same as Vegas versus at Toronto, where I want to see one of these teams kind of show what they're made of and not just be like a complete toss-up. Because this is something where I feel like the Jets could be coming onto something. They won four in a row before losing to San Jose in overtime. Dallas has lost three in a row, including one is minus 100 favorites against Ottawa. So I like Winnipeg here as as slight home favorites, but I don't really love it. I think the under five and a half. I mean, that's minus 125 too. So I feel like. For that price, I would rather go with the Jets. Maybe a Jets and under under five and a half parlay. Looking at looking at that. Yeah, I like that too. I think we're all on the same page here. The under is kind of what stands out a lot. Um, traditionally, Dallas themselves aren't that high of a scoring team. Hellebuck has looked a bit shaky, but with that being said, you brought it up. The Jets are currently four zero and one in their last five games, so that's uh, there is some promise there. Now they have had weaker competition. Wins against the Ducks, Predators, Ducks again. Uh, the Kings, and then an overtime loss to the Sharks. But sometimes all you need is that confidence and get a couple wins, beat up on some of those lesser teams, and it'll uh, it'll get you where you need to go. So I do also like Winnipeg money line minus 130. And moving down here again to the 8 p.m. slot, we have the Ottawa Senators against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the game itself is in Minnesota. Uh, Ottawa money line pays off plus 190. Minnesota money line minus 225. Uh, the over/under set at 5.5. Uh, the over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. I mean, after what we've seen, if Matt Murray gets the start, fuck Matt Murray, hammer the over. That's all I can say. I mean, it'll be a back-to-back, so I don't think he'll get the start. True. Gustafson is confirmed to start. He's two and one with a 9.32 save percentage, but fuck the Sens. It's <laughs> wild, wild here all the all the way. Money line is minus 225, so that's a bit much. Um, Regulation is minus 120. I feel like that's something definitely to look at. But two of their wins have been in overtime, so that may be tough. It's just, yeah, the wild or or the over five and a half in this game is the way to go. Maybe maybe wild puck line and hope they put up four or five on them, minus one and a half at plus 125. Yeah, you know, the wild are a team that like to come from behind, like the the Knights. um, So if the Senators... Score goal early. I think the the play would be to bet the Wild, especially because the Senators they play tonight Monday night, so they'll be a bit uh, 
weary going to this game. So, you know, teams playing out back to back usually tired towards the end of the second and the third periods. Um, so it's more of a live play for me. But also something to note is is uh, the Senators have played in a lot of under games. Um, tonight's five one game, notwithstanding, uh, in the Wild, their their uh, goals against average is second in the league at uh, less than two goals a game. They're only there's only two go- two teams that have allowed less than two goals a game according to the uh, expected goals average. Um, it's just the Bruins in the Wild, so clearly they're uh, they're uh, defensively sound. And yeah, I like the under here, and I like the Wild in a live play because I don't expect them to blow teams out, and they really haven't this year. They've just kind of grinded their way back into games and then won them either late in third periods or in overtime. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Part of it, too, uh, I don't think Kirill Kaprizov has scored a goal yet, guys. What are they, eight games in, and he's still over so far. So if uh, if he can pop off, it kind of, you know, spark the fire and get things going there. But that's pretty surprising. If yeah, there's a team yeah. to do it against, it's Ottawa, though. They're they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> they're better than last year. You know what, dude, we tried to push for the Sens so much this year. Like, I bet them a couple times. We were all pretty much in on them tonight, and all they've done is just thrown it in our face. So, <laughs> I don't even know. Missed the biggest sports headlines from the night before? Ever wonder how that might impact this week's bets? Relive the best in sports from the night before with BetQL Tonight. BetQL Tonight is one of the best new shows out there. It's something, it's a live show. You can really kind of get some good live analysis. You can try to hedge your bets you can put in some live bets find some value you can get some prop bets listen to betql tonight really help me out it's it's a fun show it goes into everything going on if something happens they're right there talking about it it's kind of always always great to have there someone there to either kind of give you a different perspective or kind of support yours i mean betql tonight is a high energy live destination for casual and hardcore sports fans alike engaging polarizing relevant get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment Hosts Quinton Mayo from NBC Sports Washington and Ryan Horvat from 1250 AM The Fan and Trista Crick are joined by on-site correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. Every detail matters when making bets. BetQL Tonight dives deeper to help give you the edge. It's fun to bet on the game. It's even more fun when you've got the inside scoop. Tune in to BetQL Tonight. Listen on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All right, moving down to a weird 9 p.m. game slot on a Tuesday. You don't see that too often, but we have the Nashville Predators against the Calgary Flames. Uh, the game itself is in Calgary. Uh, Nashville money line pays off plus 120. Calgary money line minus 140. Uh, the over/under set at 5.5. Both over and the under pay off minus 110. Ah, you know what? Just based off what we've seen in Calgary lately, they're coming off two back-to-back shutouts. Nashville as a team themselves aren't really that strong this year, but they do have UC Saros in net who has struggled a bit, but he is still a good goalie. I'm personally leaning a bit more towards the under here at 5.5. I'd feel a lot better if that number was at the six range, but I'm a, I'm going to go for the under here. Yeah, both these teams have strong goalies. I mean, Markstrom has been insane. He completely shut the Flyers down, as did the whole Flames team. Soros is solid, as you said. I mean, the Flames, they've won, what, seven or six in a row now, going for seven? So they're back at home. Nashville, I don't think, is really that good. They have a few decent wins. They beat the Islanders. They beat beat the Wild. But I think Calgary just, just keeps rolling here. Maybe look at a, 
at a Nashville team total under two and a half. Yeah, that's a good play. I also like the under as well, but I think the Flames are just kind of good. They they might not be as fake as we thought last week. Uh, the, the the numbers suggest that they're actually uh, they're really defensively sound. Um, and Markstrom's has been incredible. So whatever they've been giving up, Markstrom's been shutting it down, bailing them out. And uh, shout out to Andrew Mangiapane, who's uh, really come alive this year. He, you know, he's nominally a third liner, but he's been playing like a first liner through uh, eight or eight or nine games so far. So yeah, I'm all over the Flames here. I don't expect the Predators to come out in this road trip hot. I think they're a better home team, and yeah, I think that the the home team gets it done here. I mean, the Flames on the money line. Right on. Yeah, I like that too. Actually, at minus 140, that's that's not a bad payout for a team that's as hot as they are against a struggling Predator squad. So I might sprinkle that as well. Uh, moving down here to the first game at the 10 p.m. slot, we have the New York Rangers against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the game itself is in Vancouver. Uh, New York money line pays off minus 120. Vancouver money line plus 100. Uh, the over-under set at 5.5. The over pays minus 105. The under minus 115. What, uh, what are you thinking here, Joel? Uh, yeah, the Canucks, I keep betting them and they keep losing, but you know what? <laughs> they can't score. So I like the under here and the Rangers are not letting goals in. Shesterkin's been awesome and they're actually playing fairly good defensive hockey despite their, uh, you know, what we thought coming into the season to be more attacking, but they've actually, uh, done a good job limiting the amount of chances. Um, and the Canucks, yeah, they, they don't have the confidence to put the neck puck in the net right now. I'm all over the under here. Uh, I know Ryan likes it too, so I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, I mean, Joel, Joel pretty much covered it. I mean, just to go into it more, the Rangers have played nine games. Only one of them has gone over, and that was because they allowed five goals to the Flames. Um, Vancouver's also played nine games. Only two games have gone over, which one of which was their second game of the season in Philadelphia. There were a few kind of crazy goals there. And the other one was a 5-2 loss to, to uh, Buffalo. Vancouver scored one goal in each of the past two games, two goals in the game before that. Shesterkin's really playing well right now. I think we've got another West Coast sleepy game, 3-2 at most. Yeah, I like that too. I think uh, just based off the play we asked, you know, Shesterkin, the under is the way to go. I do also like New York money line. Um, Adam Fox has to be fired up after signing that big deal, and we all know uh, – we all know the talent they do have offensively, too. So at minus 120, I don't mind the old, or uh, New York money line. All right, well, moving her down here, we have the New Jersey Devils against the Anaheim Ducks, again at the 10 p.m. slate. Uh, the game itself is in Anaheim. Uh, New Jersey money line pays off minus 120. Anaheim money line plus 100. Uh, the over-under is set at 5.5, both paying off minus 110. This is another toffee, guys. Like, New Jersey has looked stronger this year than Anaheim has. That's a straight-up fact. It's easy for that to say. In that sense alone, I will lean a bit more towards the Devils. But that being said, Anaheim has looked okay playing at home, and there's always the John Gibson factor. So this one's a bit of a coin flip here. Yeah, Anaheim has, has played some tough games. They, they've they been they've been in them. I mean, last podcast, we took them plus one and a half against Vegas. That hit in a shootout loss. I like them here just kind of as a value dog. Um, the home team has won seven of the last nine meetings between these two teams. And the Devils have only won one of the last six games meetings in Anaheim. So that's kind of just giving me the reasoning to kind of lean towards them. Towards them. Maybe if I'm having a good night, I'll throw, throw a few bucks on Anaheim. But 
probably stay away otherwise. I like this as a sneaky overplay. You know, you think the Devils and the Ducks got to be two strong defensive teams, good goalies, but uh, it hasn't really panned out this year. Both teams are allowing a lot of chances, a lot of pucks to the net. The goalies have been bailing out somewhat, but uh, I don't know. Both teams have a lot of uh, offensive quality players, so I think the over five and a half is is a decent look here. Um, I also lean to the Devils, too, because they're the much better team. I'm not sure why they're only minus 125, but uh, I think the over five and a half is, is a stronger look here. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And with the line set at 5.5, paying off minus 110 either way, it's kind of like, you know, the Vegas oddsmakers are just daring you to bet the under here, right? So maybe uh, maybe they know something that we don't. I like the over, too, now that you bring that up. Yeah, looking at it, Anaheim scored three or more goals in each of their past five games. The Devils have scored three or more in each of their past three games. They scored four goals in their first two games. So, yeah, we could get a nice 4-2, 4-3 four, four, game here. We've been pretty lucky on the Ducks this year, too, right? No matter what we bet. So I like that we're all together on something. Quack it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving down to, it looks like, the last game on the Tuesday slate. And boy, do we have a banger at the 10.30 time slot. <laughs> we got the red-hot Buffalo Sabres against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, game itself is in San Jose. Uh, Buffalo Moneyline pays off plus 130. San Jose Moneyline pays off minus 150. The over-under set at 6, overpays plus 100, the under minus 120. Uh, Ryan, what are you thinking here, dude? I'm thinking this is one of those games you just kind of stay away unless you're really itching for action at that. The 10.30 start, the extra half hour may, may get more people sometimes to get some bets in. So I'm, if anything, I, I found this earlier. I'm looking at San Jose team total under 2.5 at plus 165. Uh, that's hit in half of Buffalo's games allowing less than three goals and four of eight. It's hit in half of Sharks games, including their past three. So I think we could see a, a low scoring game here. And Buffalo has been pretty good defensively. They they limited the lightning to one goal. Um so I feel like that's a plus one sixty five gives you a reason to have some action late if that's what you want. Yeah, you know how everyone's chasing their college football losses with the Hawaii games <laughs> and at the end of Saturday <laughs> night. Yeah. That's like the Sharks in the NHL, right? Got to bet the Shark games at 7.30 p.m. on the <laughs> western seaboard. But uh, I also agree with the under. I don't know why these games are still at 6 or 6.5. Uh, sharks are not letting goals in as they did in the past couple of years. Uh, they don't have Martin Jones in that. That's a start. Plus, they're playing a little more defensively. <laughs> Uh, they're not sending uh, Burns and Carlson and attack all out, uh, <laughs> give us victory, give us death missions. Um, and the Sabres, you know, they've been getting better goaltending than we expected, too. With uh, Tokarski, I think he's the projected starter. If if not, uh, his backup is just as bad as he is, but they, <laughs> they've been playing well. Yeah, they haven't been scoring a ton either, so I, I like the under six here for sure. Yeah, yes. It's our board. Craig Anderson, he's 4-1, one, right. 1.98 goals against, 9.939 save percentage. Yeah, how could you forget? Grandpa Graybush Anderson, hey, gotta <laughs> love the guy. Dustin Tokarski's just been too good for me to forget him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, that's, uh, I think that's the play right there, the under. Uh, six seems like a high number here. Like you said, there's been strong goaltending from both Aiden Hill and I think James Reimer is the backup there too, right? So... 
throw that in with the way that, you know, if Craig Anderson gets the nod, if he's playing as well, or even like you said, Tukarski's been, it's been pretty strong too. So I think the under paying off minus 120 is the way to go. Now, with that being said, solely for shits and giggles, if Craig Anderson is getting the start here, my boy, my 40-year-old fucking all-star, I'm going to sprinkle Buffalo Moneyline just for shits. Pays off plus 130. You don't got to go crazy. Throw 10, throw 20 bucks down. You got beer money for the week if it hits. If not, it's not the end of the world. Yep, that's the Hawaii Dejan bet right there. <laughs> not, not a bad call. <laughs> All right, well, that pretty much covers our Tuesday game slate here, guys. Uh, moving down to the Wednesday games. Only uh, only four on the docket, but no surprise. Wednesday's not that big of a day in the NHL. Uh, we'll kickstart things off here. 8.30 puck drop. Nashville Predators against the Edmonton Oilers. The game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, Nashville Moneyline pays off plus 150. Edmonton Moneyline minus 175. The over-under is set at 6.5. The overpays minus 105. The under minus 115. This is tough because like, it's a high number at 6.5, but we just saw what Edmonton can do tonight against a weaker team, right? What do they end up putting up five or six goals tonight past? Uh, yeah, 5 2 against, uh, against Seattle. Joey, Joey Accord, Seattle in a back to back. Very true. Now, Nashville will be coming off a back to back as well, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I don't hate the over here at 6.5, paying off a uh, minus 105. Yeah, I'm, I'm just locking in the Oilers here. It's. I feel like right now it's minus 175, minus 185. That's going to get up to minus 215, 225 by puck drop. I mean, we're still over. We're still, this is Monday night. We're recording this game's not till Wednesday night, so it could move a lot. But I feel like the Oilers, they've proven themselves so far. Nashville really hasn't. It's going to be a back-to-back, so maybe see how they play on Tuesday night. But otherwise, I'm all over Edmonton, possibly Edmonton team total over three and a half or four and a half. Yeah, the Oilers are an interesting team because if if they don't get the power plays, they're they're a little more uh, impotent. Um, yeah, today I looked up when I saw the score it was it was three to one, but I saw the Oilers only had six shots on net, <laughs> so they <laughs> they have to be efficient. <laughs> if not, I don't think they're scoring a lot of goals because uh, that they're, they're not getting a lot of chances. But when they do get the chances, five on five, that is, they they got to put it in. in on net and in the net. Be asked for this game. It's hard to tell what the Predators are playing on Tuesday, so it's more of a wait and see for me. I would lean towards the under, though, With if Koskinen starts. He's been actually pretty solid, uh, surprisingly. Um, that's, that's where I'm at right now, though. I would have to wait and see what the Tuesday games bring with the Predators game. Maybe even uh, Edmonton regulation too, eh? That might pay off a little bit better. Might be a, a bit more bang for your buck as well. Yeah, I was just going to mention that Edmonton regulation right now is minus one hundred five, which I think is kind of crazy because all of Nashville's losses have been in regulation, and all but the season opener wins for Edmonton have been in regulation. So I feel like that's a, a line to jump on. Yeah, no matter what happens in the Predators game, that line will go up. All right, moving down here uh, to the 8.30 p.m. slot. We have the Hockey Gambling Podcast-sponsored Carolina Hurricanes against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, The game itself is in Chicago. Uh, Carolina Moneyline pays off minus 155. Chicago Moneyline plus 135. The over-under set at 6. Both over and under paying off minus 110 as the time of this recording. Chicago looked good tonight, boys. Do they look good enough for me to put any money on them against the red-hot Carolina Hurricanes? Not a chance in hell. 
I like Carolina. I like them in regulation. That's got to be the play. Yeah, like you said, this is our team right now. They're undefeated. I don't see how the line is that low. I mean, Chicago won a game, sure. They beat the Senators. Good for them. But I don't see them giving Carolina their first loss. Puck line minus 1.5 isn't that bad either. I think it pays plus 160 last time I looked. Looks like that, yeah. That's pretty damn good. Uh, You know, I think this will be the last time they played each other this year because this is probably the first first series of the year that – Two teams have already done seeing each other unless they meet in the Stanley Cup final, right? Because they already played on, what, Saturday or Friday. Yeah. So that's interesting for them to be done already. Anyway, yeah, you can't look past the Hurricanes here. Um, but at the same time, I'm wary because, you know, the Hurricanes, they're they are sitting fat, content, happy. It's going to be one of these weird games that's going to upset them. It's not going to be one of those those big games against the Bruins or the Panthers. It's going to be one of these shitty teams that's going to upset them. So I'm always a little wary. But, uh, you know, while the, while the train's rolling and the fire's hot, you got to keep playing the hurricane. So, yeah, the, I don't know why. Minus 1.5 is plus 160. That That's pretty damn juicy. I, I like that a lot. Um, also, over, over six is a good look, too, because the, the Hawks are scoring now. And although Flurries look better lately, I have to, I have to say that. But uh, I still like over six because Hurricanes, they're going to get tons of chances. And the Hawks, they'll get a few going their way. So it that's more of a, a feel play because both goalies have looked good. Frederick Anderson, too. But uh, the way teams are playing, that there's going to be a lot of chances. So you're, you're depending on the goalies to be a little, little worse than they have been the last few games. So you have to stay away, but... If you want to risk for the biscuit, minus 1.5, plus 160. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe over six. But yeah, I, I can't lay minus 155 in uh, what could be a letdown spot. No, very true. And as well, to me, this is uh, it's worth keeping an eye on. If you are watching and maybe Chicago pops one early, little live bet on Carolina Moneyline might be worth your while as well. So keep that in the back of your mind. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today.
And before we go, I just got to say, Carolina is still the only undefeated team in the league. 8-0 on the year. Let's see them get to 10 here. One in the Metro, baby. (laughs) All right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot here. We have the Columbus Blue Jackets against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Game itself is in Colorado. Uh, Columbus money line pays off plus 195. Colorado money line pays off minus 240. Uh, the over under set at six. Over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, Joel, what are you thinking here? Um, hmm. Yeah, clearly these are teams trending in opposite directions. Blue Jackets got off to a good start. Avalanche got off to a bad start. Uh, but since then, Blue Jackets have lost a few games and the avalanche have have, uh fought and won a two or three out of four um yeah it's hard to tell where the blue jackets are right now with all of their uh mystery (laughs) um (laughs) but they have you know what they're getting with them they're gonna roll here uh minus 1.5 is plus 100 i don't know i don't understand that this team should crush them as long as Kemper shows up and the power play gets rolling. We got the big boys rolling on the first line. Um, I think Gerard should be back. I'm not 100% certain of that yet. Um, but, you know, we got Kale McCarr back there and the first power play unit is on fire and it is fully intact. So I will take the abs here, minus 1.5. Yeah, I think that, that's a good look here. I mean, Colorado's kind of finding a groove. They beat the Wild 4-1 at home. Now they have Columbus. I don't, I don't think Columbus is that good, honestly. I mean, they've kind of alternated wins and losses since starting the season with two straight wins. But they're going out west. They're going to see a good team. Colorado's huge favorites. I think puck line is the way to go here, as, as Joel said. All right. Now, this is either going to be my stupidest bet of the week or this is going to be one of the best bets I'll probably have of the year. I love, love, love Columbus Moneyline plus 195 solely for the fact that it's paying off plus 195. Columbus is a bit shaky, but Elvis Merlikin's a goalie, guys. Like he can play if he decides to flip a switch. It might be what it. It might be enough to kind of put the the uh, the jackets over the top in this game. Colorado's a strong team. We know they are. They started off a bit slow. We obviously know they can put the puck in the net. But I'm not too convinced on Darcy Kemper this year. Right now, Columbus isn't that great of an offensive team either, which is why it's a pretty damn big gamble. But for plus 195, I'm a goalie. Merzlikens is a good goalie. If he turns it on, I'm taking the I'm taking the jackets money line plus 195 here. You know what they call that? They call that St. Jude's bet. They might as well send it to St. Jude's Hospital. It's a waste <laughs> of money. <laughs> Just a donation, eh? Exactly. <laughs> All right, moving down here to the 10 p.m. slot, the last game we have on the Wednesday nighter. Uh, the St. Louis Blues against the L.A. Kings. Uh, the game itself is in Los Angeles. Uh, St. Louis money line pays off minus 125. L.A. money line plus 105. The over-under is set at 5.5. The over pays minus 120. The under plays plus 100. Take us home here, Ryan. What do you think, bud? I, I think the Blues, I mean, they they finally lost. They got shellacked pretty good in the shot column to the Avs. Only lost by one. Came back with a tough, tough one nothing win against the Blackhawks with, with math looking good. But I feel like this is a game like the Carolina one. The Blues are only minus 125 and they're only have one loss this season to a pretty good team and the Kings 
finally got back-to-back wins after losing six straight. I feel like St. Louis, they're they're the better team. They're going to go in. They they score the most goals per game in the in the league. They have the second best power play. Uh, L.A. has the third worst penalty kill. So I feel like St. Louis going to go into L.A. and come away with two points. I like the money line here, and I don't know what the puck line is, but I, I may look at that as well. And isn't Wednesday supposed to be the big ESPN TNT games going on? And here they're giving us Predators, Oilers, Hurricanes, Blackhawks. Blue Jackets Avalanche, and finally <laughs> the Blues and the Kings. Is this doing anything for the NHL? No, that's a tough slate, eh? Like, yeah. here, let's grow the game. Come watch fucking Carolina just beat the wheels off Chicago all night. Oh, and then you get to wait for the Blues and the Kings. Woohoo! <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan and I are simpatico apparently this whole slate because yeah, I also like the Blues here. I'm, I'm not betting it yet because I'm not totally confident in it, but. Yeah, Blues are the better team. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, matchup though because they 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 play similar styles, but the Kings they have some injuries they have to deal with, and Blues have a little more offensive power, firepower going on right now. So yeah, I'll take the Blues as well. Oh, for sure. Uh, Cal Peterson for uh, for LA's kind of dropped off a little bit to the hot start he had earlier. St. Louis, like how was the how is it only pay, or paying minus one twenty five like that? To me, that's just giving out money. I don't know. I'm on St. Louis money line as well. They're uh, they've yet to lose a game on the road, so it's not like you got to worry about them coming into a road barn and getting upset. I like St. Louis here. Yeah, looking at the puck line, minus one and a half is plus one ninety. I feel like that's a good look. They've had a few multi goal wins, including. Have they played the Kings twice already? They, they beat them. Seven three and and three nothing. Yeah, so, that was in St. Louis. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! So, so minus one and a half is plus one ninety. Regulation is plus one twenty. The Blues haven't gone to overtime yet this season. I feel like both of those are definitely great value for the Blues going into LA to take on the Kings. That might be the last time these two play each other too, because Pacific and Central teams they only play each other three times, right? I think maybe four times at most, but anyway. Uh, they're getting them out nice and early, just like the Canes and the Blackhawks. Yeah, this is their third and final meeting. Just three weeks, three meetings in the first two weeks or so of the season. It's kind of kind of crazy to see. Right on. Well, that uh, that pretty much covers up our Wednesday game slot here, guys. Uh, like you said, only a four game docket, and none of them are really too fancy. But uh, throw some down. There you go. Now moving on, we're uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here for our uh, our lock segment this week, uh, Ryan. Take the lead here. Let's uh, let's explain to the fans what we got. We're, we're kind of stealing the uh, lock dog tease from the other sports gambling podcast shows. but So we're going to do a lock, a dog, and a total. We'll give you our best bet, um, our best underdog value we feel like we have, and a total we like for the for the two-game slate we talked about. Um, I'll start us off. My, my lock is going to be give me the wild at home against Ottawa, back-to-back for Ottawa. Minnesota's back home after two days off. They've won the last four meetings at home. They're, they've won the last eight meetings overall. So my lock's going to be the wild. Minus 225. All right. Give me regulation. <laughs> there we go. I didn't have it written down. <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, I would take a Carolina money line against uh, Chicago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, for the locks, I'm in on that Minnesota-Ottawa game as well. I could take in the over at a 5.5. 5. 
We talked about it earlier. Kirill Kaprizov has yet to score a goal this year. I think he's just licking his chops at this game. He wants to go into Ottawa and just tuck in four Austin Matthews style. So give me that. Minnesota over 5.5. Yeah, that's the lock. Yeah, I'm going to go into those fraudulent flames on the money line. Minus 140. (laughs) I think that that's a good value play because the Predators, I don't think they're any good, especially away from home. They're going to steal a few games, but... I don't think they're going to win this one because the Flames, they match up pretty well against them with the strong physicality and the superior goaltending. So give me the Flames. All right, let's move on to our, our dog here, our underdog. There's, there's there's a few games here we talked about. It. There's some toss-ups. Um, Talon said he liked a huge underdog against the Avs. Um, I'm going to with, go with the uh, Detroit Red Wings Tuesday night. In Montreal, I feel like the Canadians had a shakeup. I don't know if they'll be able to find their game. I think they're still frauds, so I'm going to fade Montreal and go with Detroit at plus 125. Yeah, that's a good play, too. I think everybody should be in on that. Uh, moving down to mine, though, you said it right there. I'm taking Columbus Moneyline against, uh, against Colorado. Chalk it up for biggest upset of the year. Let's go. Plus 195, making bank. Let's go, Blue Jackets. Tossing money in the water. <laughs> um, yeah, Ryan stole my dog, so I gotta scramble here. You you can take um, it too. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I co-signed the Red Wings, but yeah. All right. Let's go with the Red Wings. Fuck it. <laughs> it's nice that we're like agreeing on things this show because yeah, last no show two shows ago we were against each other. So maybe that maybe this is good for us. <laughs> Probably totally disastrous. <laughs> it's good for Team Chem, fellas. You guys can ride together. Oh, definitely. And I feel like we may be on the same page moving down to the total as well. This is probably my one of my best bets on the slate. It's the under five and a half in the Rangers at the Canucks. Just the Canucks can't score, as Joel will say over and over. And Shesterkin's really good. I don't see the Rangers putting up maybe three or four, maybe be a four-one game. We'll still get five goals, but I think under five and a half there is my my total lock for the for the week. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna steal your lock, but then you Double change things with me going with the wild, so now I'm scrambling again. <laughs> but good thing I found the Sabres Sharks under six. That is easy money. Under six, Sabres Sharks. Let's go. Hawaii oh. game. <laughs> Holla Craig Anderson, baby. All right, my under at 5.5. We talked about it a bit earlier. I'm leaning a uh, Calgary Nashville under 5.5. I think that's the way to go there. Red Hot Flames. Hopefully UC Saros has a bit of a game here too to kind of help my cause. So that'd be nice. Yeah, not bad at all there. All right, boys. Well, uh, that's a, that's a pretty big Tuesday slate we got covered here and Wednesday too. We we brought it up pretty early. A lot of these games are toss-ups. Eh? They could kind of go either way. So it, uh, it'll make for some good watching at least. Yeah, there's plenty of entertain, entertaining games on the slate, and there's plenty of games that could be really good. So hopefully we'll, we'll get those for this nine-game Tuesday slate. And then the four-game kind of weird Wednesday slate doesn't start till 8.30. So we would have plenty of time to get home, have some dinner, settle in, and, and make some bets. Beautiful. Now, you can find the Hockey Gambling Podcast right at the source at the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, check over there, guys. Always lots of cool articles being put out, you know, not just hockey-based as well. Lots of cool stuff on college football, uh, NFL, pretty much everything, right? So if you're down, uh, if you're down to make a couple bucks, head over to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. And moving on, where uh, where can everybody find us here, Ryan? Oh yes, please follow us, subscribe, rate, and review on um, Apple Podcast and Spotify. 
for Apple Podcasts, you can for both of them, you can simply just search Hockey Gambling Podcast. We should be up there towards the top. Or you can go to sg.pn slash hockey for Apple or sg.pn slash hockey s for Spotify. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know if we help you make some money, what we can do moving forward to help you kind of, we can all some, win some money together. So just go there. It really helps a lot if you guys are showing your support and we, we really appreciate it. For sure. And let us know uh, how happy you are when uh, the Blue Jackets beat the wheels off the, uh, the Avalanche this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, uh, if you're over at that website we talked about, guys, just pumped out a new uh, a new article for uh, week four of fantasy hockey. Check it out. You know, see if you got to fill any holes. If you're listening out on Drew Doughty, uh, lots of cool stuff available there as well. So, uh, I am Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins ninety four. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I also wanted to mention. For those Wednesday games, for those days we don't record a show, make sure you check out the Slack. You can go to sg.pn slash Slack. We're always putting our plays in there, any updates we have, any odd changes. So make sure you're there as well to kind of check everything out. I'm Joel Meyer hiding my, and you'll find me hiding my plays from Ryan Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out everybody in the Slack group, like you said. And uh, I don't know, boys, let's go Jackets. Roll, Ab, roll.